Welcome to Discover Indie Film. I'm your host, Jeff Howard, and I'm very excited to have filmmaker and my long-distance friend through Zoom, uh, Regina Hofmanova. Great to talk to you. Regina is in Prague, and she has a cold, so if I ramble, it's because, you know, she needs a, a, a little break with a tissue, but great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, and... Uh, Obviously, we're on Zoom. You're in Prague. I'm in Los Angeles. And we just talked about you and your work, your wonderful film guest that was at the Sherman Oaks Film Festival in 2022. I won the Grand Jury Award for Best Short Film Dance and the Audience Award for the same thing, Best Short Film Dance. So it was wonderful to see audiences respond to it on the big screen. And this podcast, people should listen to the podcast before this one. If they want to learn all about you and 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 guest and and your previous film steadfast and just actually this podcast, you are going to answer the Discover Indie Film Four questions, which are: you get to name three films that you love, or otherwise called three favorite films, a film that you consider underrated, a film you consider overrated, and then finally the fourth one is a lesser known film that people should seek out. And I'm just going to be quiet and let you name a couple of your favorite films. Okay, so uh, I have to give a bit of an intro because it was so difficult to like pick. I I have so many favorite films that I can only pick three. So I decided to go for the films that I always like to watch. If they come on television, I always like to watch them. Of course, there's more than these three, and I've decided to go like for like genres from all over the place to mix it up. So my first selection is like a sort of two in one. You have to allow me this uh, and you'll understand why, because I'm also a choreographer and my first one in two, two in one is Cabaret and All That Jazz by Bob Fosse, uh, which, yeah, they're just like, I don't, I think people do not appreciate and understand how well he incorporates dance into those films. And you would not call them musicals. That's exactly what I'm after. The dance, the movement is part of the narrative in both film in a very different way. And I think there's no one else that can do it as well as Bob Fosse and these films just leave like a very big impact. I completely agree. I have to say Cabaret is one of my favorite all-time uh, live performer. I've seen it live twice, and I always find it just devastatingly amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I've seen it live, but I think the film is always better. I think just like... Interesting, yeah. Well, Fosse loved them. film, right? He was so talented. God, talk, yeah. about a, talk about a, a mountain of creativity. And he has like these scenes in there. If you remember, like in the film where where you know Liza Minnelli, Michael York, uh, and their their sort of love interest are arguing in this like Bierstube in in the park, and you can sort of feel the the rise of Nazism when the, when the sort of like young Nazi starts standing up and singing this fairly nice tune and everyone joins in and then they're having this argument and there's this like contradiction um 
between these opposites it's it's like i think it's genius on many levels and all that jazz as well and i think all that jazz has a particularly good edit as well of like the first couple of um minutes of that film are just like a master class in editing because they tell you everything you need to know about the the main character without dialogue it just tells you you, you know like everything about him and of course the dance is just like a a part of uh of the whole of the whole story his life story and uh, everything yeah, yeah so those are my first two in ones like Excellent. bob Fosse. now on my second film i'm just gonna go in a completely opposite direction because it's a film that i've watched ever since i was a kid and every time it's on television, sometimes it's on Czech television, it gets dubbed. I hate the dubbing. The dubbing is awful. I mean, like, and it's <laughs> The Magnificent Seven. I simply love that film. I don't, I love the score. The score is wonderful. Every time I hear that music, I'm thinking, yay. And in addition to that, um, I think it's like, you know, it's it's sort of well-written, entertaining film. But in addition to that, it has one thing that I miss nowadays a lot is that all the seven actors are like characters in their own right. You don't, I, I never have trouble remembering who's who because like every actor is so unique. And to be honest, nowadays, I sometimes think that a lot of the actors look alike so that's what and, and 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 you uh I, I mean i'm with you i'm with you on that and and they're all so unique but also it's it's uh very often my well my least favorite screenwriting and i i won't name names is when almost everyone has the same voice yeah and and that's just like why that's i've never walked into the room where everyone had the same voice so why does why does everyone uh in this film sound like they they came from the same mind you know i i understand that's the screenwriter putting themselves into each character but try a little harder i say yeah 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 i know i know what you mean <laughs> all right by the way i love the way you're and i love the way you chose to answer these questions because that's why it's, it's very it's not the best three films of all time it's three no 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 no, oh, no, so no what's no, your uh so you got one more favorite coming and um one of my favorite is completely different as well and that is stalker by andrei tarkovsky i haven't seen it so i guess i need to okay that's <laughs> an art have you ever seen anything by andrei tarkovsky because that is like he is this um russian filmmaker from uh, who's worked from like late 60s to the end of the 80s i think he he died at the beginning of the 90s and he started working in russia and then he moved to the west because his stuff was just not very well i think i saw Sol solaris solaris yeah yes. yeah 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 solaris he i was actually um thinking whether uh to go for this or he made another brilliant film mirror but stalker is based on uh, uh a sci-fi novel by the brothers strugatsky uh called 
I don't know what the English name is, Picnic by the Wayside or Picnic by the Roadside, I think. And it's about this man, the stalker. It's, it, it doesn't, it's not about creepy stalking who brings people into this area called the zone. And if you enter the zone, you will have wishes which might materialize or you will get to see the future or something like that. And it is a very, very slow film, very, very slow with very, with extremely, extremely long shots. Uh, he brings these two people there. One is a scientist and the other one is a writer sort of rep representing art and science. And it's one of these things, one of these films that has many, many layers so you, I don't think it's something you could watch on TV, but it's a very contemplative film with a lot of philosophy behind it. I remember, and this is like the old days when people actually went to the cinema or to movie theater um, in Prague you would have to go to a film club. You would have to get like a club card. And then you would have to, when the film came up, you would have to stand in line and you were assigned two tickets only. And this is one of these films that I also have a particular sort of personal affinity to maybe in respect to that. I saw it again a few years ago in London at my local Art House, a uh, close-up cinema in London. And it was just as good as ever. I mean, it was brushed up, which I was a bit sorry about because sometimes, you know, they try to digitalize and remaster everything. And I, I somehow think that it's to the detriment. I like to see the little snags and scratches on the old reel. So if you ever get to see anything by Andrei Tarkovsky, um, like The Mirror is also brilliant, or Andrei Rublev, or Sacrifice. They're all really good films. Absolutely. All right, well, well, the second okay. question is, is a film that is underrated. Underrated. Okay, underrated. I went with this film, which could be sort of contentious, because it's actually a film that has received some critical acclaim at festivals. Um, but it simply hasn't really been screened very much. I've never really seen it on Netflix, on TV, or in many cinemas. And it's a film by Yorgos Lantimos, The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Yeah, that, that made quite an impact when it came out. Because most people will remember Lobster. I loved Lobster. I wasn't that hyped up about The Favorite. I don't think it was actually his his best film but with the killing of the sacred deer i was wondering why it never why it never got so much exposure in movie theaters and i think it's because of the subject matter it was built build or uh, or labeled as a horror but i don't really think it is a horror i think it's more of a um psychological drama and i what i love about it i love that he first the the way he approaches film uh is is and his actors is like completely unique but uh the subject master i think it's very difficult for people to fathom uh 
you know, people within a family that's supposed to be like sacred um, have to get, have to, have to be offered uh, in exchange for uh, the life or health of other family members. I think it's, I think it's just a very difficult topic that, uh, distributor, uh, distributors realized wouldn't become very popular. So they just decided that they wouldn't push the film very much. I mean, I mean, I have to confess that I haven't seen it, even though I, I want to, I, I have to, I have to take the time to see that one because I've liked nearly everything he's done. And I, I haven't seen that. I have to see that in dog tooth. And I, I, I gotta make the time. I gotta make the time. Yeah. It's, it, it, you'll have difficulty finding it. I can tell you that because it's just not around very much. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, and well, so this gets us to a, a fun, <laughs> the, the fun. I'm looking forward to the next question because the next question is a film that you consider overrated. Okay. So we decided that like overrated means that like films that just get like way too much publicity or may, maybe just like have a PR that um, uh, just rides like there's too much PR too much. Yeah. Like even a very good film, but then it becomes like the film of the moment and you're like, yeah, okay, that's a good film. But uh, why is it getting so much attention when better films don't? And I, <laughs> I'm just going to go for something that's going to be really contentious and I might be shunned for this. But I actually made a list because there are more more films that I thought like oh they don't really deserve the attention, but it's everything everywhere all at once. For me, uh, you know what? <laughs> I just want you to know uh, that you are not the only person to name that as they're overrated. Oh really? Yeah, oh. you you have company. You have company. Oh. There are. <laughs> I, just, I loved I, it, but I also yeah. understand where where people are coming from, where they feel okay. That film is so fun, and it does have a deep message. Actually, when you get to it, but is it? Yeah, I I, I totally understand that with the amount of hoopla that it received, maybe that wasn't commensurate with its quality, but. I do admit I found it to be super fun. I don't know. For me, it just like started off and then it went like uphill and then it sort of plateaued for two hours. You're like, you're overwhelmed by this and there's more of this. And then you're constantly thinking, okay, where's this going? And I, I was expecting this huge catharsis at the end or something like, okay, I've sat through two and a half hours of this. Give me something nothing and it's like i don't know i don't think that the ending was i i think like a normal film has more of peaks and thruffs uh, you know up and down and this one was just like up and then and then down okay and i thought okay is this it is this what's supposed to be so uh so I don't know. That's that's just well, me. Well, I know people like I said, that love it and hate hate it as well. Yeah. And and it, I believe it won Best Picture, so I think it calling did. it overrated is absolutely fair for you. And yeah. I I wish you know I miss the days when we 
when we uh, could see a film more than once and crafted, right? Because back when yeah. you would rent a VHS, you could watch it twice before you returned it to the video store. And now, you know, there's so much content in quotes that who has time to watch the same film again? But anyway, Especially so, uh, so like one last question is, yeah. is a lesser known film that people should seek out? Okay. I am going to go my native Czech lands for that. A Czech film. Okay. Which uh, many people are not familiar with. I mean, like new Czech cinema is nothing to write home about, but this is a film from the sixties and it's about a Czech uh, from a Czech filmmaker whose name is František Vláčil. The surname is Vlachil, V-L-A-C-I-L. The C is with a hook, but never mind. And he is, for me, one of, or if not the best Czech filmmaker ever. There are filmmakers that uh, have um, been recognized by, you know, Academy Awards like Miloš Forman, Jiří Menzel. And he made this film called The Valley of the Bees. He made this film, he made another film called Marketa Lazarova, in, which is ranked as one of the top 100 movies of the 60s. And it's a historical film. And apparently, and this is a bit of a, a like quirky sort of piece of um, interesting information. It is a historical film from medieval times and their, the costumes were left over and they were very expensive and they thought, why not make another film? And I actually think that this other film, The Valley of the Bees, is much better than the original film and is about this, this, this boy who gets sent to the Teutonic order and for several reasons. And it's a film that the, the script is absolutely brilliant that it the you know the the catharsis the end uh the the philosophical levels of it it's not very long it's black and white uh brilliant camera the shots are composed like works of art and the actors are brilliant and like i say the writing um the dialogue is like it's incredible unfortunately this film i have it on dvd it does have english subtitles and i do believe i i'm 100 percent sure that a copy somewhere exists with english subtitles i saw it i took a friend of mine to see it in london at at close-up cinema and they had a copy with uh with uh, english subtitles so it must be somewhere so if anyone finds this film, please, please, please go and see it. You will not be sorry. It is something that I think every time I see it, I find a different layer in it. I've seen it several times and I always think, how did I miss that? You know, how, uh, how did I miss that before? There's always something new to discover. And those are the films that I enjoy the most. Wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm dying to see it. I'll, I'll try I'll try to find try, it. Try. I'll try, and oh and I I I'm very anti piracy, but if I can't find it anywhere to pay for it, you, maybe I'll look at BitTorrent. But I don't know. <laughs> try, I, Jeff. It's actually on. I found it on YouTube actually, 
but without the subtitles, without the English subtitles, and you can't really watch it without them. It's in Czech. And 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 the dialogue is important. So uh I don't know where to find it with the English subtitles. I know it's out there somewhere. If you can, it's it's not very long. It's like a 90-something minute film. And it's it's evidence of the fact that, yes, you don't need three hours to produce a good film. You can make it in 90 minutes. So there you go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, sounds wonderful. And, uh, that, that was a great list. And actually, you're you're also making me aware that, you know, it's funny. I have a little collection. I, I don't steal movies, but but I'll time shift. So we would get from our local library DVDs. And then I would put the DVD on my computer, right? I would rip it to my computer so I could watch it another time. That's more convenient. Uh-huh. And so I actually have a little Fosse collection. Oh, you do? I have. That I haven't gone all the way through. But... uh it's actually my 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 wife is a huge Fosse fan, so I created oh, so yeah. so I grabbed all these Fosse films, and I haven't watched them because that's what you do, right? Is when you put something in your library, yeah, you put it on the if physically put it on the shelf. Oh, I can watch that another time. I'll watch something else tonight. Mm-hmm. So you've made, you've reminded me that I've really got to visit those Fosse films. Going, did you see all that jazz? Ages ago, yeah. It's it's brilliant. You have to see it. I saw it like they showed it in the cinema a couple of years back in my local art house. And it's it's one of those films that, you know, it's worth going to the cinema for. We're seeing it on a big screen. Um, actually, most films are worth seeing on the big screen. I don't know why we watch everything on these like tiny screens. It makes me sad. Uh, well, obviously, uh, obviously, yeah. There, there's a, um, there's a, I, I never stopped complaining about that, but, uh, I'll ask, uh, I think it was on Netflix, but there was that, or it was on a streaming service, the Fosse Verdon series. I saw like it. Fosse yeah. slash Verdon. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that wonderful? That was good. Yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed like that view into, you know, yeah. into Bob Fosse's character yeah. and, and, and Gwen Verdon too. That was, yeah. That was, he's, that was, not, he's not an easy guy, but like, yeah, creative genius. It is right. That's a subject that we can't, we, we would need another hour to go into is, exactly. is, is the artist as asshole or the, uh, the asshole as artist. And <laughs> they, they created wonderful art while treating yeah. everyone around them horribly. Yep. And I'm so glad that behavior is not accepted anymore. I don't think you need to You can't tell me to not spend hours and hours at the Picasso Museum in in Madrid. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When I'm at a museum, I'm going to stare at Picassos, even though I know he might have been just a horrible human being. He's a nice person. Nope. Treated women like like garbage. Horrible. I know. I know. and, And inappropriately. Yeah. Anyway. And Fosse might be one of those, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you also have to, I mean, it's not an excuse for them, but it was a different, you know, different era, just like time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We can't, we can't. Patterns develop and change, uh, fortunately. Um, yes. But to be honest, I still think that some people do get away with 
horrid behavior unfortunately they do they do it just takes it just takes time takes time but but we're hopefully we're we're purging it and yeah and there have been the the assholes i mean uh what's his name joss whedon that guy who apparently you can't treat everyone horribly all the time and keep your career going now which i think is fine it's a fine improvement yeah 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 i agree with you i agree I'm not sure that like, you know, like in the, in, in the case of Bob Fosse, I'm not sure he was really aware of how hard, uh, hard he was. Unlike, for example, Picasso, who I think was fully aware of what he was doing. But in the case of Bob Fosse, I, I think he, he just like wasn't really fully aware of how negative an impact his behavior would have on the people around him. It like. Mm. For sure. And Fosse was directing people on stage and on screen where he needed a performance from them whereas picasso was painting someone so i'm not sure the way he he honestly i we shun him right picasso's problem is how he treated women in his personal life not 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 the way he painted them yeah whereas fossey i don't actually remember exactly but but yeah but it's the he was I actually have always been a bit of a defender of those directors, regardless of gender, who get a reputation for being difficult. Because if the same crew members and same performers work with these directors over and over, it just means they want everyone to do their best. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, uh, James Cameron is one. I know not everyone loves James Cameron, but... Whether he's a mega asshole or not, same cinematographer for 40 years, same you know, actors of Sigourney Weaver keeps doing film after film. So if you do a great job for him, he obviously treats you well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th- once you get used to someone, this is why most people, including myself, would prefer to work with the same people again, because they already know how you're thinking. You know, they, they're already a bit in your mind. So they've tapped into your, you're on the same wavelength. They've tapped into your thinking and they don't take things as personally, I guess. Yeah, and you develop a shorthand, a working exactly. relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess I'll, I'll wrap us up. Um, that was a great conversation. Thank, thank you for you. having me, Jeff. It is always funny to, fun to chat with you. Yeah, thank Even you. Though I guess this is just twice, but it, they they've been memorable chats for me. So, oh, for me as well. Feeling and, is mutual. Uh, and and your website and social media will be clickable links in the show notes for the podcast. And I will uh, give us our 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 outro. And and for those who are devoted fans of the podcast, I actually have a doctor's appointment creeping up on me, which is why. I'm kind of rushing out of here. So that's my excuse. I, I normally like to ramble. And I think people appreciate the freedom of pod. I think we enjoy podcasts because we live in societies with smartphones and such that we don't get quality conversation all the time. So I think podcasts You're absolutely right are satisfying the human need for conversation. Exactly. Because, uh, you know, that's why when I have people over for dinner, I'm like, wait a minute, six to eight guests, maybe 10 guests. 
But once you have too many and it's a party, all of a sudden I'm spending all night having shallow conversations for a few minutes with each person. And I really just want to sit down and have a real conversation with a few. With someone. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let me do the outro. That was that was me. <laughs> that was me going on longer while saying I had to be brief. So uh, Regina, Regina's things will be clickable links, the website and social media. And then this is the Discovery Indie Film Podcast. If you want to learn more about this podcast or the TV series that was born from it, that is on Amazon Prime Video, just go to discoverindiefilm.com. On social media, it's always at D-I-F wins. Uh, I met Regina through the Sherman Oaks Film Festival, where her film guest was uh, an award winner in 2022. If you want to learn more about the festival that we hold every November, that's ShermanOaksFF.com. And it's at Sherman Oaks FF on social media. It has a sister festival every June called Film Invasion Los Angeles. You can learn more about that at FilmInvasionLA.com. And it's at FilmInvasionLA on social media. Both festivals are rated in the top 100 best reviewed worldwide out of 12,000 festivals. I just can't believe that. And, and the last thing to mention to people is I started a streaming service called TV High. So if you just go to the website, watchtvhigh.com, you can learn more. And it's always, I believe it's always Watch TV High, at Watch TV High, TVHI on social media. And uh, there, I've said what I need to say. And now I can get ready for a doctor's appointment. But Regina, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope your doctor's appointment goes well. Thank you so much for taking the time to for this podcast. It was great to hear you again. And yeah, see. it's great to hear you. And, and, and I appreciate you taking the time to do it. And we are uh, less than a week before before Christmas hits and, and everyone's getting busy. So I'm glad we squoze this in at the end yeah. of the year. You'll yeah. be my last podcast of 2023. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate that. And on a high note. <laughs> and ho- hopefully not last like forever. <laughs> no, no. There will be more next year. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, well, see you. Have a good, uh, great festive season. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you. Have a wonderful time. And someday we'll, we'll, I'll see you in Prague. Okay. That's or my goal. In Sherman Oaks. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Bye bye, Jeff. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, too.